Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host. And today we will be discussing the book of Mark. Happy Thanksgiving week, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast this morning. And hi, my name is Jen and I am the host of the P40 Ministries podcast. And yes, as I said, it is Thanksgiving week, which I'm very excited about. And um, well, I know that not every country celebrates Thanksgiving, but here in America, it is quite a big traditional holiday. And uh, yeah, so if you live in the U.S., uh, contact me. Let me know what you're going to do. Answer this question. What is your favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving Day? I remember uh, talking about what my favorite thing was last year. It is mashed potatoes and gravy, and I really enjoy mixing my corn into the mashed potatoes. It's one of my favorite uh, meals on Thanksgiving Day. But guess what? We're not having mashed potatoes and gravy this year because I'm hosting... (laughs) Thanksgiving at my house this year and instead of doing the traditional uh, Thanksgiving day meal I'm actually going to be doing a pot roast for the whole family because I'm good at cooking pot roast okay actually I'm a horrific cook I am so so bad at cooking and I don't enjoy cooking I hate cooking it's not fun I like eating but I don't like cooking so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a pot roast because I know how to do that. I just throw it into the crock pot with some potatoes and there it's good to go and food for the entire family. <laughs> so that's what we're doing for Thanksgiving this year because I've never cooked a turkey before. And I also don't really like turkey anyway. And actually, most of my family doesn't either, but we keep eating it for Thanksgiving for some reason. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's go ahead and discuss the Bible. Let's talk about Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 52 today. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible. Jesus summoned them and said to them, You know that they who are recognized as rulers over the nations lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you, but whoever wants to become great among you shall be your servant. Whoever of you wants to become first among you shall be bondservant of all. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. They came to Jericho. As he went out from Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, the son of Timaeus, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus, the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, you son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him that he should be quiet, but he cried out all the more, You son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him. They called the blind man, saying to him, Cheer up, get up, he's calling to you. He, casting away his cloak, sprang up and came to Jesus. Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbani, that I may see again. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the way. So let me do a quick recap before we talk about verse 42 through 45. Okay, so 
the disciples were arguing once again among themselves who was to be the greatest. And so John and, uh, oh, who was it? John and, yeah, James and John, the two brothers that were Jesus's disciples came up to Jesus with their mother and asked Jesus basically once he becomes this powerful ruler that they would make uh, James and John basically his like right hand men. He, they wanted to sit on his left hand side and his right hand side. And those would be two positions of honor next to Jesus. Now, when Jesus heard them say this, he was basically like, you have no clue what you're asking for. You have no clue what you're saying. Like you, you don't understand what's going to be happening here. You don't get it yet. And uh, obviously Jesus was not going to be this political figure that James and John thought he was going to be. Instead, Jesus became literally what he says right here in uh, verse um, 45. He became a ransom for many. So he gave his life for people. And that is how he saved people. He didn't save them politically or anything else like that. So now once uh, the other disciples hear what James and John had to say to Jesus, how they wanted positions of honor next to Jesus, they became irritated and indignant towards James and John. So now this is where it leaves off here in verses 42, where we started today. Jesus calls his disciples together and he gives them another lesson about what it means to truly be great. This is like the third or fourth time he's done this now in the, the past two chapters. So this has been, uh, <laughs> this is something that Jesus is really driving home to the disciples. They just don't get it, you know? And so he keeps reiterating the same message over and over and over again. And so he says here in verse 42, he says, you know that people who are recognized as rulers over a nation are cruel to people. They treat others awful. You know, that that is what a ruler nowadays does. And he's like, but you guys can't be like that. He says, if you want to truly be rulers then you have to become like a servant. That's what he says. He says in verse 43, it shall not be so among you, but whoever wants to become great among you shall be your servant. Whoever of you wants to become first among you, you shall be bondservant of all. And obviously Jesus is talking about himself here because Jesus truly was a servant. Even before he died, he was a servant. I mean, look at everything we've been talking about for the past few months in the book of Mark. I mean, Jesus was tired. He barely had time to eat. He was healing constantly. He was exhausted. He had people constantly asking him for favors and, you know, for this and for that. And he never got a moment's rest. He was literally serving people constantly. He was always serving them. So, I mean, yeah, Jesus was, in fact, a bondservant. He was always serving others, even before he went to the cross, which obviously the cross, he became the servant of literally everybody, you and me. Jesus became our servant and served us by literally taking our sin upon himself, upon his shoulders, and dying for us as the ultimate sacrifice, which we've been talking about sacrifices in the Old Testament now since Exodus pretty much about what they are and what their significance is and what that means. And, you know, Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice for us so that we don't have to sacrifice animals anymore. Jesus covered literally every sin because he was the perfect sacrifice for all people, all people. 
now and in the time of Jesus and even be before that because Jesus was able to forgive people during his time on earth before he even went to the cross. That is how perfect of a sacrifice Jesus was. So anyway, Jesus says, yes, if you're going to be a leader among all the people, you have to be a bondservant. And man, this is like backwards thinking for even nowadays for us. I mean, with me, with the podcast, I have to be really careful because sometimes I'm like, man, what can I get out of other people for this podcast? But I'm not thinking about how can I serve others with this podcast. I'm not thinking about that. I'm just thinking about my numbers, how many people are listening, you know, what people are giving to me through the podcast. And this kind of convicted me when Jesus was saying this about how, you know, we shouldn't be looking at what other people can give us, but rather we need to be focusing on what we can give other people. And it's funny, I was actually just thinking about this today. I was thinking this morning, as as weird as this is, I'm not even joking, I was thinking this morning, how much better would the world be if people were thinking about other people and not necessarily themselves? I remember talking about that with a friend years and years ago, and my friend actually got kind of mad at me, and she was like, nothing would ever get done. And like, I don't know why, but that stuck with me, and I don't know why I was thinking about this this morning, probably because I just talked to that friend of, uh, <laughs> a few days ago, but I was thinking about what she said this morning, but I'm like, no, I think more stuff would get done if we did think about other people more because we'd be more willing to do our work better because we're thinking about other people that might need this product we're making or might need this or might need that. We're thinking about other people. And this is kind of, in a weird way, what Jesus is talking about here is just focusing on others, what you can do for others and not necessarily what people can do for you. In other words, Jesus is kind of saying like, we need to be super humble. This is a humbleness thing. We can't want to lord over people, kind of like the disciples wanted to at this time. We can't want that. We have to want to serve other people and we have to have the right motives to do it so that maybe someday we will have a position of honor. But but that's kind of what Jesus is describing here in verses 42 through 45, just giving another lesson to his disciples about being humble and being last almost. So then in verses 46 all the way to 52, it talks about this man named Blind Bartimaeus, and he was the son of Timaeus. So anyway, they come into this region called Jericho, and you probably recognize the term Jericho. That's where the walls fell down. But anyway, and that's way back in the Old Testament, and we haven't even talked about that yet. But anyway, Jesus comes into Jericho with his disciples, and so there was a great multitude following him once again, as usual. So uh, it says that his disciples were with him, and all of a sudden they passed by this man named Bartimaeus. Now, Bartimaeus was probably far away, but he heard all the commotion. You know, he was a beggar. He heard all the commotion, and he heard that Jesus was nearby, Jesus the Nazarene. And Bartimaeus had probably been hearing about Jesus for who knows how long, but because he was blind and because he was a beggar, there was no way he could possibly go to Jesus. So, of course, Jesus came to him in a way. Jesus came through Jericho to to meet with Bartimaeus. And so this Bartimaeus guy, he's sitting there begging, as he usually does. That would be his job because blind people back then, there was no such thing as insurance or, 
you know, government taking care of people with disabilities or anything like that. There was no such thing as that back then. So if you were blind back in these days, you were kind of destined for a life of begging and almost a life of misery in a way, because there was nothing you could really do other than sit there and beg. You would be impoverished unless you had a very rich family that could take care of you. I don't know. But this man here, Bartimus, was clearly not from a rich family, so he became a beggar. And uh, he, because he was blind. So he hears that Jesus is passing by, and so he starts screaming out, because he doesn't know where Jesus is in the crowd. He starts screaming out. He's like, Jesus, you son of David, have mercy on me. So I've talked a little bit about the term son of David before, and that's basically uh, Bartimus kind of describing Jesus as the Messiah, because another way to describe the Messiah would be um, the son of David, because he'd be from the line and lineage of David, which Jesus, in fact, was. And so anyway, <clears throat> it says uh, this Bartimaeus guy was saying, Jesus, you son of David, have mercy on me. So that's what he was asking. He was asking for Jesus to come over and have mercy on him. But then the people start yelling at Bartimus. They're like, shut up. We don't want to hear you. Be quiet. We're trying to listen to what Jesus has to say. He's not listening to you. So they're mocking this Bartimus guy. The crowd is. And they're like, shut up. We don't want to hear you. It says many rebuked him that he should be quiet. And I think even some versions say that many threatened him that he should be quiet. But he was unafraid. And so he cries out even louder and with more intensity. He says, you son of David, have mercy on me. So he's like screaming at this point. So finally, Jesus hears him and says, bring him over to me. Imagine, you know, Bartimaeus was crying this out. The people weren't having mercy on Bartimaeus. All Bartimus wanted from Jesus was mercy. He just, he just wanted mercy. And, you know, Bartimus was probably somebody who never had experienced mercy before in that way. Because, I mean, even look at how the crowd is responding to him here. They don't care. They're not helping him to Jesus. They're not helping him get up. You know, they're not doing anything. They're telling him to shut up. They're threatening him. They're, they're being mean to him. And yet all Bartimus is asking for is mercy. So Jesus calls him. He says, call Bartimus over here. So Bartimus literally throws away his coat and gets up and Jesus says, what can I do for you today? Isn't that funny? I just love that. What can I do for you today? <laughs> I mean, Jesus already knew that Bartimus wanted his sight, but he's asking another question. I mean, how many times have I said that? Like Jesus just loves asking questions to people so that the people think about what they're doing. So that's what Bartimus does. He says to Jesus, I want my sight back. And he calls him Rabbani. So that's an even more intense version of the word rabbi. Rabbi means teacher. And Rabbani would mean something like great teacher. So he calls him Rabbani. I want my sight. So Jesus says to this Bartimus guy, he says, okay, you've got it. You know, your faith has made you well. And then Jesus says, go your way. And he didn't even lay his hands on this guy or anything. I mean, this guy truly had faith. And I've said about this before, which is kind of funny. Jesus doesn't mind being nagged. <laughs> I think I said that on the podcast episode uh, when I discussed what a wave offering was in Exodus. God does not mind being nagged. In fact, he tells us kind of to nag him. And that's kind of what this Bartimus guy was doing. He was sort of nagging Jesus and, you know, calling out to Jesus in faith, you know, that Jesus would hear him and respond to him. 
And that's what God expects us to do. It's okay to, to come to God with whatever might be on your heart. It's okay to like yell out to God. And if you think he's not listening to just keep nagging him and nagging him and nagging him, it's okay. And God even says to do that. There's a story where Jesus is uh, telling his disciples that a woman kept nagging, literally nagging this judge and she would come to his door every single day, pounding on his door and be like, give me justice for what happened to me. And this judge, of course, was slamming the door in her face every single day. And finally, he got so annoyed with this woman that he went and gave her the justice she deserved. And Jesus was like, do the same thing. <laughs> do the same thing to God. Keep pounding on that door. Keep praying to him. Keep telling him what you need and God will respond because that is an act of faith. When you come to God every single day and you say, I need you for something. I need you. I need you. I need you. That is an act of faith and God loves to hear that we need him. I truly believe that. But to conclude here, it says that immediately Bartimaeus received his sight and instead of going away, like Jesus said, he followed Jesus. And he became one of Jesus's followers. And that's kind of how this uh, story ends here. So friends and faithful listeners, this was Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 52. And I hope you guys liked this episode. And if you did, please rate it five stars and share it on your social media platforms. Let people know that this, this podcast exists. And also friends, go to my YouTube channel and check that out. I am going to be uploading every single episode all the way from the very first one I did in Genesis. That is absolutely horrific to listen to. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. But uh, yeah, I used to talk into my cell phone back then to do a podcast episode, and I was not very confident at all. And thankfully, you guys stuck with me. So thank you guys for that. But I'm not going to be changing those episodes. I want you guys to actually hear how the podcast has grown over the years. And yeah, I, I want you guys to hear that. So I'm not going to be changing my first episodes. But yeah, I'll be uploading all of that onto YouTube. So definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to everything that I'm going to be doing on YouTube with uh, the podcast and with P40 Ministries. I'm really, really excited. I think it's going to be some really cool content that I'm going to be eventually doing. And yeah. So anyway, friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. And I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Happy listening and God bless.